Welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Saul Marquez here, and today I have the privilege of hosting Chris Caulfield. He's the co-founder and chief nursing officer at IntelliCare. IntelliCare is the intelligent workforce management solution for post-acute care healthcare facilities. Their unparalleled matching technology understands the needs of healthcare facilities and nursing professionals at the hyper-local level to improve care by automatically optimizing and augmenting staff. He's a resident nurse, and he's passionate about healthcare. He's an entrepreneur who builds user-friendly technology to help nurses and healthcare organizations decrease unsafe short staffing and deliver better patient care. He's uh, focused, hyper-focused on the gig economy, and uh, we're going to be talking about his thoughts on decreasing burnout and the, the challenges of staffing and what they're doing at IntelliCare to, to, to make this easier and better for nurses and patients. So, Chris, such a privilege to, to have you join us here today. Thanks for having me, Sal. I'm so excited to be here. So, what is it that got you into healthcare, Chris? Tell us more about your story. Sure. So as a, a child, I didn't really have any family or friends in the medical profession, but I was always drawn to documentaries and medical reality TV shows such as Trauma Life in the ER. I wasn't necessarily sure which role in healthcare that I wanted to go down, so I just went out and earned a biology degree. And then I joined up with Siemens Healthcare working on immunoassay manufacturing. I quickly realized that I had a true desire to work with people rather than just mixing medicine all day long. So I was speaking to my primary care provider. He was a PA about joining a PA program, but he recommended that I went out and get some healthcare experience before down that route. So I looked around, found a local community college program. They had an evening program. It was pretty close by my house. So I was able to ride my bike there after work in Boston, which is great. And when I started the nursing program from an academic standpoint, I was very much hooked to the nursing. It was a combination of science and art together. And I found that, you know, going through the nursing route, you could become a nurse practitioner and, you know, nurse practitioners were gaining independent practice rights. So that really kind of put me towards the future path of nursing. So I started working in numerous settings such as Jerry Psych, skilled nursing in hospitals from both a staff nurse and eventually leadership role. And this was why I was becoming a nurse practitioner. So coming from a lean manufacturing background from my previous biotech role, I saw some big operational logistics problems throughout all healthcare settings that I was going through. And it was really hard for frontline nurses to make changes that are needed. I found nurses were spending too much time with systems that weren't designed for nurses and they were also being stuck doing mandatory doubles and being short staffed due to call-offs and call-offs from burnt out nurses. So after many years of school, I finally became a nurse practitioner, but I realized that I could use my advanced nursing knowledge to come up with some innovation and some better ways to digitally train nurses while also using some of the optional technology side of my skills to build a platform that could truly help solve the nursing shortage and decrease burnout throughout nursing populations. So the last four years, I traveled down the path of becoming a nurse entrepreneur, and I started a gig economy platform for nurses called IntelliCare. And and so it's a forum. It was a forum. Is that what you said? Or uh, So it's a mobile app. Um, and it's basically, you know, it, I started the organization uh, that, that okay, was connected. That's what I was wondering. Yep. Gotcha. Gotcha. Fascinating. Uh, nurse entrepreneur. I love that. You know, you, you hear you hear physician entrepreneurs all the time. But what about the nurse entrepreneurs? And 
I love that you said that, Chris. And, and, you know, for the nurses listening to this, or maybe you have a friend that's a nurse, do they have the entrepreneurial bug? Because if they do, there's a big opportunity. You know, Chris mentioned about uh, systems that are designed to be used by nurses, but not designed with them in mind. <laughs> there's so many of those things out there. So Chris, love that. Thanks for sharing how you got in and, and how the evolution of your career has turned into IntelliCare. Um, what's that hot topic you feel needs to be on health leaders' minds today? And how are you guys addressing it? Yeah, so I believe the hot topic in healthcare leaders that should be on their agenda is really the nursing burnout and its relationship to patient outcomes. So the largest operation expense for inpatient healthcare facilities is the salaries of its own employees, but nursing wages are typically the largest expense for these salaries to most organizations. So it's important for them to maintain a healthy nursing force, and it's also vital to their financial well-being. So I was a previous nursing union leader for a 100-bed long-term care acute facility, and the most difficult operational problems we faced was covering the last-minute call-outs. Yeah. So depending on the unit or healthcare facility, you know, nurses sometimes they stay for 16 hours rather than eight hours, and they take double the amount of patients. So it's basically you know, unsafe for the patients, and it results in a large amount of burnout for the nurses. So some studies that show nurses who work double shifts, they're 2.5 more times more likely to quit a facility within a year. And the burned out nurses are five times more likely to miss important interventions that are vital to the patient's well-being. Wow. So as a nursing union leader, we didn't have any type of solutions that we could work with management to address this, these problems. We, we tried working with some staffing agencies. It was usually a five-day notice to fill shifts. The nurses were you know, so burnt out that they turned off their phones. They blocked the hospital's numbers on their day off. And <laughs> you know, the only thing the, the leadership in the nursing union really provided us was for is these little paper cards that we handed off to management. It says that it's illegal to mandate nurses for a double shift. You know, it's, it's pretty interesting because you know, there's laws that protect nurses from doing, you know, mandatory overtime. But unfortunately, it's, you know, for a nurse, you're actually obligated to stay with your patients and you can't necessarily abandon them or you could lose your nursing license. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's definitely, you know, a, a tough issue. So, you know, I was working at a smaller facility and it's, it's really difficult for them to get coverage because they don't have the resources and they don't have another, you know, a bunch of other nurses working other units to kind of float them. So the last couple of years, I've been working on this, you know, on-demand gig economy for nurses. And, you know, we built the, you know, it's kind of an app first. It allows nurses to pick up shifts around their schedule. And it also provides some incentives to cover last-minute shifts. So healthcare facilities out there, they're able to fill their schedule vacancy, vacancies on a short notice. And also, you don't have to kind of put in your your shifts in these long multi-week processes. You can just get it the last minute. You can get it in one shift at a time. Love it. And, and Chris, so, so the one area that I want to focus on, because you've mentioned it a couple times, is gig economy. Now, I know a lot of the listeners are like, yeah, I get it. But I want to make sure that we have clarity around this. Uh, tell us a little bit more what you mean about the gig economy. Yeah, sure. So, so the gig economy in my world is really a, 
a shift by shift basis of being able to work. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Uber, Lyft, and these other companies, you know, they have non-professional workers that go out there and, you know, they can get a nice car, pick up some people, and they're kind of working when they want. In healthcare, uh, there really isn't that option. There's been some options for healthcare staffing agencies, but like I said, you know, those are the type of shifts they, they fill for four-week segments, for eight-week segments, and there really hasn't been a good solution out there to actually allow nurses and other healthcare professionals to kind of just work around their own time. Hmm. You know, a lot of nurses, they have, you know, they have young families, they have other family commitments, they have school. So it's very hard for them to actually stay engaged in the workforce at a certain period of their life. Mm -hmm. So the gig economy really allows them to kind of work around their schedule. At the same time, you're filling in, you know, some of the spots that other nurses actually just wouldn't have, you know, anyone to come relieve them. And the patients would be, you know, stuck with nurses that are overworked and, you know, sometimes taking on, you know, double the amount of patients. So that's really what I define the gig economy in the healthcare setting. And, you know, it's just taking some of the principles and applications from other industries and bringing them into healthcare. I'm glad you, I'm glad you, you uh, went deeper on that because that was really helpful and understanding the sort of the crowdsourcing mechanisms for, for how we could leverage the talent that exists, say within a, a licensed geography for, for a hospital, uh, being able to, to source that, it sounds powerful. And I mean, I'm really fascinated by your past as a union leader uh, of that 100-bed hospital and, you know, last-minute call-outs. How was that experience? Yeah, it was difficult. You know, I, <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> I, I represented, you know, the nurses that were so frustrated. And then at the same time, I was also working as a nurse so I could see the, the patient experience. You know, you're at a much yep. higher risk of having a, a negative patient outcome when there's just nobody to take care of you. You know, I, I see in the horizon, there's great, you know, innovations with sensors that can change, that can sense decreases in somebody's, you know, mobility or changes of condition. But right now, that's not really there. Um, it's not really present. So what you really have to do is have enough staff and enough, you know, educated workforce that's actually monitoring these patients. And, you know, the doctors and, you know, physician assistants and MPs out there, they're not able to, you know, go around to the hospital or skilled nursing facility and really see what's going on with their own eyes and ears all the time. They're really listening to the nurses. So from a nursing and, you know, patient quality and perspective, it's, it's so important to have the staff there to actually know what's going on and also make the interventions that are important. Man, for sure. For sure. And that's invaluable experience. So give us an example, Chris, of, of how IntelliCare is doing things differently and improving outcomes. Sure. So, so here at IntelliCare, we've been focusing on a lot of the mobile technology for engagement, retention, and also the, you know, maintaining the quality of our nurses. Mm -hmm. We've been, had, we've had some great success in using gamification to motivate our workforce to keep on continuing to pick up shifts and also to travel further away from their local concentrations of populations uh, to more, you know, semi-rural areas where these facilities out there have the hardest times of picking up shifts. So we're able to provide instant rewards um, for a bunch of different quality metrics, uh, including showing up on time, not dropping shifts, completing additional education courses, and also being rated high from the partnering facilities. So from the, the facility perspective, That's cool. we have some great 
instant feedback that we've followed the Joint Commission recommendations for classifying client reviews and it's allowed a continuous feedback loop for training and retraining nurses. And it's also able to reprioritize our top performers to keep on working. And it makes us, or allows us to also, you know, kind of weed out some of the bottom performers um, and have them work less and eventually, you know, remove from our workforce. So, you know, some of the outcomes that we have is we've, we've spread into eight states so far and over 10,000 nursing professionals that have worked for us. What states, and, by the way? Sure, yeah. We're in uh, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, New Hampshire, PA, Ohio, New Jersey, Florida, and we just recently actually came into your area, Chicago. Ooh. Yeah, so we've had some great success. We're, awesome. uh, we're kind of exploding in the Chicago area right now, which is, which is awesome. That's great. So, you know, we Congratulations. And, oh, and, and I asked you to call out the states because if you guys are listening and IntelliCare is in your state, hello, <laughs> here's another option for you. Yeah, um, it's, it's a great opportunity. Great. Awesome. I mean, great, great stuff. Um, so uh, please continue. I, I just, I was curious about the states because I'm all about rubber meets the road and you guys are doing some pretty cool things. The listeners are too, and they have, we all have our challenges. So why not make some pairings happen? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we, we focus on, you know, primarily skilled nursing facilities, uh, you know, where we're focused on kind of those, those independent facilities that really have a need. And I know in Illinois, you know, Illinois, they've been focusing on some, some legislation to really increase the staffing in skilled nursing facilities. So anyone out there in those States, we definitely have some, some opportunity and we're also spe spreading to another 10 states coming up next year. So, you know, what I was saying about is, you know, our, our app, what, what's great about it is we have a very high engagement rate. Uh, so the, the average nurse in our system is checking their app seven times a day. You right. know, they're checking for different type of, you know, gamification, different type of rewards, different type of shifts that are popping up at all times, you know, allowing them to work around their schedule. And on average, they're picking up an additional two shifts um, that they otherwise wouldn't pick up. So, you know, I feel that we're bringing some of the nurses kind of out of the sidelines. Um, you know, uh, we have a nursing shortage out there, but I also think that there's a, an optimization and a logistics um, standpoint that, you know, allows, actually forces some nurse not to be able to work. And what we're doing is we're breaking, basically bringing those nurses back, um, bringing them back onto the field and, and able to actually deliver care. Love it. So interesting. And, you know, a lot of the, the, the things that I feel make a difference is the team and the team over at IntelliCare is, I mean, with, with Chris and his leadership on the CNO, the chief nursing officer perspective, they, their technology, their CEO, I mean, John and, and David, right. They're doing some pretty cool stuff with interesting uh, backgrounds, nuance, version pulse. I mean, it, you guys have a cool team. Yeah, we've, we've been able to bring some great leaders in and also, you know, we had a well diverse co-founder group that we all kind of had our own unique perspectives on healthcare um, from the IT administrative side and also the, the CEO side. You know, we were really able to kind of hit the ground running, kind of learn what's going on in the market. And, you know, we've been able to scale up pretty quickly, which is great because, you know, this is a needed, a needed service out there for, for, you know, the vast majority of skilled nursing facilities around the country. I'd love to see a demo. You guys do demos? Yeah, of course. And, and maybe for the listeners that, hey, you're in one of these states, or maybe you're in a state that Chris didn't mention, 
maybe we're gonna we're gonna put together a demo. Uh, I'll talk to I'll talk to Chris about this, everybody. So hang tight. <laughs> That's <laughs> but great. If it sounds interesting, uh, we'll put a little demo together because it'd be interesting to see how it works. And I feel like when you see it, it puts it all together. So if you're if you're up for that, Chris, maybe we take that offline and and provide that to the listeners. Yeah, that'd be amazing. You know, a lot of our our potential clients out there, they're more of kind of the non-technology side. So it's really kind of going to them and showing them demos. But mm-hmm. you know, if to kind of provide that open source concept that you can see a demo online for your users uh that would be amazing okay cool 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 so stand uh by everybody uh chris and i will organize that for you and so tell me about a time when things didn't work out chris and what you learned from it sure so you know if a time that i failed was when i first started the company um you know we were out there kind of looking for you know the easiest way to kind of push this to market and we trialed you know in telecare in the home care space and you know i feel that we didn't really do kind of the the market research to understand you know the operational and case management support needed um, to really be successful in the home care space you know it wasn't something you know home care is you know a lot of companies out there try to do this on-demand principle with care providers in the home and a lot of them have failed and they actually failed as a company you know what we did is we mm-hmm. we pivoted to another another client base that was really ready for the technology so you know we went around and we we started you know asking questions you know more questions and and really found out who who could use this right now rather than in 10 years so that's that's really the failure we had is jumping into a space that we didn't do our market research on but we were later able to pivot into an area that really was ready for this, this technology. Very cool. And uh, that's, that's huge. You know, I, to be able to pivot and find it that fast. Um, and I'm sure when you were in the middle of it, it didn't seem fast at all. <laughs> you were probably like, ah, what are we doing here? But you yeah, just it, out. it was, it was, it was rough when we first started out, you know, being a, a team of four, when you know it, it's much easier to start businesses like this when you have you know massive amounts of funding and you're starting with a team of 20 or 30 mm-hmm. uh, but really to get this off the ground with with a small team you're trying to bring out bring in different co-founders that can really add you know value right from the start and they're willing to to get their you know the hands dirty no that's great and and i would also add chris that it's not always about numbers uh, and dollars. I mean, it's kind of like the Wright Brothers story, right? I mean, you get the right group of people that are passionate enough, you'll you'll find a way. And you That's guys what are, it takes, yeah. Yeah, you guys have definitely done that. Um, so kudos to you and, and your entire team. And and for, the, for your customers, right? The early customers that have seen the potential and have been, you know, forward thinking in, in what, what the future of healthcare needs to be. Yeah, it's it's amazing. You know, some of the first customers we them today. It's been you know over three years, uh, and they're still going in. They're requesting last minute shifts, and they're they're helping out their residents and patients. So it's great. Hmm. That's so great. And and what would you say one of your proudest uh, experiences has been? Yeah. So you know, I I personally had a chance to cover about a hundred shifts when we first started off. Oh, really? And, yeah, well, I mean, I you was part of the, the pool. I was the pool. You know, that's how that's how the, the you know, at the ground entrepreneur. That's really awesome, man. So, you know, slowly we started bringing other nurses and CNAs into the pool. 
And, you know, I, I can just remember every time I was going into a new facilities, you know, it would be, you know, a thank you from, you know, these nurses' hearts basically saying, like, I can go home. And also, you know, at skilled nursing facilities, they, they really know their patients and residents. So they really feel like, you know, a, a, a well-rested nurse is coming in, keeping my patients, you know, uh, safe. Yeah. So, you know, earlier this year, we hit our million hour mark. Um, and now we're on the way to hit 2 million hours of care before the end of the year. So nice. I started calculating at the amount of, you know, nursing and patients we've been able to provide, you know, this coverage. And it, it really makes me feel good about all the long hours and, you know, sleepless nights that I've, I've taken creating, you know, in telecare. It's definitely worth it. Wow. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. And uh, excited to see the continued adoption and expansion of, of, of the value you guys are offering. Thank you. So tell us about the most exciting focus you guys are working on now. Yeah, so we, we continue building our technology and we continue kind of spreading this, you know, trying to go through the country. We're working on 10 different states that we launch our product. But what I'm, you know, really working on is is enhancing our nursing education suite. So, you know, our main client being skilled nursing facilities, they're they're going through a radical change of how they're reimbursed based on outcomes rather than the amount of services they deliver. And this just actually happened this month. And, you know, we've had great success in our, our video animated courses on, on nursing topics. We've had, you know, over 50,000 uh, course completions, and we haven't even mandated these courses through our network. So we're, we're working on expanding uh, this, this digital animation to concentrate me, on some. Can I ask a question there, Chris? Yeah, sure. So, okay, these courses are on the app, yeah. right? And, and, and they're available to nurses that sign up to be on the app. Yes. And, and, and through the gamification that you mentioned earlier, they get credits and up goes their quality. Do they have to pay for any of these or how does that work? No, they're, they're free to take. Um, and, you know, we've built them based off of, you know, non-traditional formats. So, you know, I went to, to school, you know, my master's program digitally through a hybrid program. And a lot of the, the online training is really, you know, you read, 20 pages and then you take some tests yeah so what we've done is you know we've we've got the curriculum and we've we've brought in some animators to really make it interactive and then to you know ask questions that really relate to how a user is answering their questions so if they get something wrong they're directed into hey here's something you might want to know to learn so it's it's really an interactive form of the nursing education and what i've found is you know, nurses really like this, this type of training, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of that, you know, engagement. So if we're going into a new market and where we've jumped the gun and we're a little bit early, you know, nurses are kind of in the app playing around and they start taking these courses and they just can continue taking them. So, you know, we're using some gamifications where we're working on, you know, That's national fun. accreditation right now for CEU courses. I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you, can they get credits, but it sounds like not now, but you guys are working on it. Yeah, yeah, cool. you know, the, there's an ANCC that's, that's awesome. um, accreditation we're working on right now. Um, so, you know, in the next couple months, they'll be able to use this to renew their license. And that's, you know, so another cool. point is we're, we're kind of driving this towards kind of that, that better outcomes as well for the skilled oh, LPN. For sure. for sure. So it's really going to, you know, help our clients out there as well 
um, really targeting towards what they're wanting, which is kind of, you know, decrease readmissions and provide a better medical care to clients. So it's, it's very exciting. Well, yeah, it is. And, and uh, just thinking about as a nurse, like what a cool place to hang out virtually as a nurse, right? Like, you know, you get access to these trainings, you could go and work on demand wherever you want, where it's needed. You're making yeah. this a really cool place for nurses. It's really kind of the, you know, the, we're trying to make the on-demand economy for everything, you know, whether it be picking up shifts, whether it be learning new material, you know, it's, it's really at your fingertips. Man, so cool. Thanks for sharing that. And uh, yeah, I mean, it is exciting. So, all right, uh, <laughs> Chris, I love this, man. You, 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 the solution is so, so intuitive. I can't wait to see it. Um, let's get into the lightning round. And then after the lightning round, you could recommend a book to the listeners. You ready? Yeah. All right. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? Yeah, I'm a little biased on this one, but I'll go with uh, nurse to patient ratios, um, you know, bringing them down um, and increasing per diem and part-time nursing pool utilizations. What's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? I would say not empowering your team and not giving them the tools and resources and, you know, the chance to succeed. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? We stay relevant by gathering user feedback. So you think you know, but you really don't know until you go out and ask your clients. Mm. Love that. And, and what's an area of focus that drives everything at IntelliCare? Yeah, I think it's twofold. I think it's really delivering, you know, quality to the nursing experience. And also, you know, we're about filling shifts. So it's the amount of shifts that we can cover and ultimately provide, you know, better outcomes to our, our clients and patients. Love it. What book would you recommend to the listeners, Chris? Yeah, for me, it's it's a book called Scaling Up by Vern Harnish. And, you know, for me, I was a a healthcare practitioner, but I wasn't really into the business or entrepreneur side. I never got an MBA. So this book is really in a gist of how to not necessarily start, but if you have a small business and you want to scale it up to, you know, much bigger than you and really spread your ideas, this is a great book to really get you there. Scaling up. Great recommendation. And folks, you all know how to get the show notes. Just go to outcomesrocket.health. And in the search bar, type in IntelliCare. That's Intelli with a Y, I-N-T-E-L-Y, care.com. Uh, you could find that, that, well, that's their website, but IntelliCare, find that in the show notes. Either way, uh, you'll be able to get all the uh, information that we've discussed. Uh, Chris, this has been incredible. I'd love if you could just leave us with a closing thought and then the best place that the listeners could continue the conversation with you. My closing thought would be to encourage all healthcare entrepreneurs out there to pursue their passions. There's so much in healthcare that can be made more efficient and enhanced, but the innovations aren't going to create themselves from thin air. So you can find me um, via LinkedIn, Chris Caulfield RN, and also uh, at IntelliCare.com. And thanks so much for having me on your podcast.